All right, we're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Iglap. Of course, it's me, your host, Paolo. And before I begin the episode today, I'd like to thank our sponsors already. So I'd like to thank Swagat Indian Cuisine for always been there for us. I mean, they've been our sponsors since season one, and we're currently on season two, going strong. Uh, we'd also like to thank uh, the Modern Fashionista. So if you need any clothes, guys, you know, whether it's like sweatshirts, uh, sleepwear, etc., just go to the Modern Fashionista. They're available on Shopee. And lastly, to our latest sponsor, uh, Derm Nature. You know, they have awesome organic, you know, soap that's good for your skin and all of these things. So please do check them out as well on both Lazada and Shopee. So since we got that out of the way, uh, today's episode is really going to be very interesting because it's a topic that I'm not, I mean, I've experienced stuff, you know, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of you are thinking that's very specific. Wow, yeah, but I mean... It's a topic that is very difficult, in my opinion, and I'm glad to have two people here. One of them is the unofficial host of Iglap. She's been here, I don't know, like 5,000 times or something. I don't know. And the other one, she is, uh, I'd say she's an expert in her field when it comes to energy and shadows and talking about dreams and all these things. So today's episode is about energy, shadows, and dreams, right? Uh, Because... I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I have a dream that I find very uh, unique or weird, I tend to, you know, research what it means. Like, what am I feeling, right? And of course, you don't, ha- you can't believe everything that you see on the internet. You have to make sure you have the right sources. You just don't rely on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook memes as your reliable sources for anything in life, right? So, you know, so for today's episode, we're going to have someone to help us discuss this. And what it means, like, I'm not really sure what she means by shadows, um, energy, like, what is that exactly, as well as how it relates to us and our dreams. So I'd like to introduce first our unofficial host. She's been here so many times. I always love having her. And she's definitely going to be here on um, the, what do you call this, the season finale, if she is free. I hope she is. But welcome back to Iglap yet again, Danny. Hi, long time no see. <laughs> well, sorry, long that time. Long. Probably what a month or so. A month, a month. Yeah, right? I think for this topic, because I'm usually talking about sex and sexuality and relationships, so this is a topic not a lot of people understand, or people they won't associate with me, just because of course people have this thing wherein spirituality and sexuality don't mix. But I feel like there's always a calling or a part of me that is drawn to the to sec to spirituality and the wonders of it. And I feel like a lot of people in our generation is actually leaning towards spirituality than religion at this point. And I feel like a lot of people are lost in terms of translating what they're feeling. Just because in spirituality, just giving a context, in spirituality, it's all about individual journeys. And sometimes the journeys are so individual that you don't have anyone to compare your journey with. And to have, you know, um, sometimes uh, someone who can present meaning to what's happening in your life it just gives you a certain direction and a lot of times we cannot find experts or people we can talk to about such things because some people will think of it as just woo woo or just new age shit that not a lot of people understand so i'm happy that the next i mean our speaker for today actually is stepping up 
to present herself as someone who knows how to interpret dreams then. And I think lots of people have been going through this stage lately, huh? um, wherein dreams have been very cryptic. And I feel like lots of people are lost in terms of translating them in their lives. So I'm just excited to hear from our speaker in a bit. <laughs> so, talaga, no, not guest. Like, it's like some sort of college. Well, in this sense, he, she's, she knows more than us. So I feel like instead of speak, well, instead of just guest, it's like she, re- she really knows what she's doing. So, right? Being yeah, formal about um, Danny, aside fr- from this one, it was our last episode together, the one about spirituality in general, the one with the, the Hindu. I think the religion. Yeah, that was the last one together we had, right? Oh, that was like two yeah. months ago then. If not more. Has, has it been that long ago? I think or no, so. no, no. No, it's with Coco. We have religion. Oh, and we have right, Coco. right, right. Yeah, that was probably like a month or so ago, right? I yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'll, 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 it's it's a really a different topic than talaga. Like yeah, out there, really, it's out there. Like we were talking about religion and then sex again. <laughs> that's true, and so, I kind I think I blocked that episode from my mind from what Coco told us. I, I don't oh want to mention that. Episode, but, <laughs> Kaya halimutan yeah. mo yung last episode. You just zoned into the religion one. <laughs> oh, parang like let's let's just delete it from our subconscious or something. But anyway. Uh, so for <laughs> some after everything she told us. Uh, uh, anyway, so for today's episode, our guest is an energy worker and a tarot uh, practitioner who focuses on introspection. Uh, she uses both energy uh, and tarot to help people understand their dreams and shadows. She's 24, lives in Manila, and works as a film and media studies instructor. So welcome to IGLAP for the very first time. Selena May Medina. Hey, Selena. Hey, guys. Hi. Happy to be Hello. here. We're glad that you're here. So, you know, you gave us such a awesome intro. You know, it's like you're joining Miss Universe or something. But why don't you tell <laughs> more fun facts about yourself? Like, you know, let's say your favorite color is red or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be your favorite color, but you get the content. What's your favorite color? <laughs> but, um... I guess I'm I'm really the fun fact I guess is that I used to have such a huge uh, restriction or like repressed spirituality before I used to have resistance with spirituality. Mm. I grew up agnostic in a Catholic Ooh. family. Like I I never went to Catholic school. I'm the only one in my family who never went to Catholic school, and. I grew up really resisting a lot of uh, a lot of ideas about spirituality because I felt like it didn't really resonate with me and I didn't really like the idea of religion and stuff. But then it wasn't until later on in life, like around my early 20s, like very, very early 20s. I'm still in my early 20s, but early, early 20s, I had a bit of like, religious, not really religious, like spiritual in, uh, instances that really compounded into who I am today. Like, I I didn't believe in folk magic. I didn't believe in uh, the occult, stuff like that. 
at a level I'm still hesitant. But now I completely embrace energy. I completely embrace tarot reading. Like I did a full 180 kind of thing. That's why it's funny because I if you met me a few years ago, I would have scoffed and I would have laughed at you. I mean politely, but but you know, I wouldn't believe you because I wasn't that kind of person before. I I was a very logical person that sure I get interested with supernatural stuff, but I see it as fictitious. There's a difference when you actually believe it. So I guess that's the fun fact is that it's it's something that is kind of recent for me. But the wisdom and the knowledge that was really passed on to me is something different, something that was something really life-changing for me. So that's yeah. really that's really cool. But you mentioned that you're the only one who's never been who hasn't been to like a Catholic school. So like grade yeah. school. Yeah. No, were? never, never. Only until now. I'm in grad school right now. I I study for in uh, La Salle, so that's my first Catholic school. Yay! Mm. And I was so shocked. <laughs> so yeah. Like, um, because growing up, no, I don't know, Danny, if you had the same experience, but like. My parents uh, told me I have to go to this school and stuff. So your parents didn't force you to be like, oh, you have to go to this school? I went to UPIS. So Oh, you're a genius. Okay, that's why. <laughs> okay, that's why her parents didn't force her on anything. Okay. No, no. Yeah. I went to UPS. It's an, under UP Diliman. And yeah. it's, a, it's not a Catholic school. I was exposed yeah, to different cultures and uh, religions at an early age. So really going to sunday school was a side thing for me and it was just like something out of necessity for my catholic family <laughs> but i never yeah. i was i was never i i had the first communion but i was never like confirmation i never experienced yeah, yeah, yeah. retreats i never experienced anything like that so when people talk about their experience about retreats and uh catholic school stuff i cannot relate <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, you're a genius. That's why they didn't force you because you <laughs> got into that school. All right. So, you know, I guess the first thing about this, no, Selena, is when people hear tarot or, sorry, you pronounce it tarot, right? You pronounce the T? Sometimes people... Usually we don't. Well, Usually it depends on who you're talking to. I think here in the Philippines, kasi, when Tagalog is like, oh, you do tarot. Tarot. Yeah, yeah but it's tarot. Tarot. Tarot, okay. Yeah. So when you do, like, because, okay, so my experience when it comes to tarot, one thing is I'm kind of scared shit about tarot's, tarot readings and all, because really? of all the horror but, movies, you know, there's like that, uh, reading, like, choose your, I don't know, seven cards or whatever, then it's like, the Joker. It the seals death. your fate, yeah. yeah. kind of the like, pop culture oh, thing. Yeah, so I guess, like, when it comes to tarot reading in general, uh, what is it for? Like, it's a tool, obviously, but what is its true purpose? Because obviously in horror movies, they use it as a tool to scare the shit out of you, right? But in real life, where it's not a horror film or it's not a thriller or whatever, how does one use tarot readings in their life? Like, how can it be a part of your life in that sense? If, it's, if we're going to go for the history, I cannot give you the full context because I... Yeah. I'm Maybe not like super knowledgeable about it, yeah. yeah. But 
in my experience and based on my encounters with people in the tarot community here in the Philippines, for me, I use it for introspection. Like, I use it to really self-reflect. And it's kind of like, for me, the way you talk to the cards, it feels like a reflection. It's like a mirror. Like, in my case, it's it's just a tool for divination. It's just a tool to really uh, assess what is your higher self trying to tell you. Like, people think and associate tarot readings with the devil and stuff because of exactly. the media and because of the religion. But really, I see films. it in horror films, yes. I see tarot readings as a reflection of your energy. I see, I see it as like a reflection of your energy that you are giving. That's why it feels so accurate and it's scary accurate sometimes because it's the it's the energy that you give. So like if you're anxious right now, if you're feeling really scared and stuff, it can reflect your reading. Like it can have a certain effect on the reading that you will be presented with because for my case i'm more of an energy type of reader than i am because uh my friend some of my friends and i categorize two kinds of readers the skilled readers the ones who memorize and learn the the definitions the the traditional uh the traditional definitions and meanings and then we have the energy workers who tap into the energy of the tarot and tap into the energy of the of their seeker of their the person they are reading to i'm more of an energy reader because even though i studied uh the meanings the basics i talk to the cards more mm -hmm. and assess the energy of my seeker more than I would interpret, let's say, the Joker means blah, 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 blah. I'm more of what's it now, what I can feel from you, what I can feel from the cards. And that's usually how it works with uh, with energy reading as well, except I don't use cards anymore. <laughs> so so yeah, you could just how. read me right now like that? Yeah, if you would let me. <laughs> Always with consent. That's the Always thing. Always with I am, consent. I am. I'm both scared and intrigued. Maybe if I finish this half a bottle of my alcohol, but I'll have the wow. Wow. I think, I think as I, um, from what Selena is saying, as as someone who also does tarot and energy work, um, the thing about it is that people are afraid to hear the harsh truth, because that's what the tarot cards do. It's it's like a slap on the like slap on the face kind of thing. And if you're not ready to listen or hear from your higher self, your spirit guides, or the people or you know, whoever is talking to you, then it can be a sign wherein you're blocked in some way. You're blocking messages. And lots of people are afraid of the truth just because they don't know what's going to happen. And that's what that's what tarot cards do essentially like because we are so filled with so many messages in our everyday lives like our brain cannot really think about meanings as much the cards are just a 
a manifestation of this is the meaning of what your thoughts are. And again, it really depends on the context of where you're coming from. So as someone who also does tarot cards, I, I will share an experience wherein I'm with, I'm, I'm, I was reading for someone and the, and the context is that this person is going through a heartbreak. So of course you don't uh, as well many people think that when you go to a tarot reader they're like oh you know I know everything about you no sometimes you ask questions about your life like where are you right now what answers do you want to see we're just in in essence the tarot reader is someone who channels your energy and is actually just the medium to communicate with you what you cannot understand and what happened during that reading is that I, I drew a really nice card. It was the Ace of Cups. So the Ace of Cups is fulfillment, um, really good energy. But to her, because she came from a heartache or like a heartbreak, like she broke up with someone after years of being in a relationship. When I saw the card, I ended up crying. And I knew it wasn't my emotions. It was actually her emotions being channeled through me. And for me to look at the card, I was like, wow this is a really nice card like the real meaning of this card is really nice but right now what i'm feeling as i touch it or as i see it it's you actually overflowing with tears so it's one of those things wherein it, it really depends on what's happening with you like it can be a really good card but the meaning can be so different can be interpreted in a different way based on the energy of the client or the person you're with so some people are so afraid to hear what they actually know inside so i think that's why it's scary it's like okay what's hidden deep inside is being shown outside and you bring um you're being shown what's happening in your reality and a lot of people think that just because you're showing your cards right now that's the that's the reality that's going to happen or that's the future that's going to happen but what they don't know is that it's always like um realities can change circumstances can change based on what your actions are, or what actions you're going to do right now and it's not absolute like everything is different what if today you did something that can change the course of what was read to you today because of your energy, because you chose a different path? So it's always about just listening and pivoting um, depending on how you're feeling at that moment. Okay, so no, I think that's awesome, Danny. And maybe after the episode, you guys could read me if that's okay with you guys because... Yeah. I don't I don't know what sure. to expect from you guys. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really sure what they're gonna say. And maybe you guys might say something that would cancel a lap. So let's not go there. So I love how you guys are so like, yeah, we know then later it's like holy shit, how's this person a human being? But anyway, um <laughs> Selena, we're not you, judging. You, you're not, but whatever the viewers do. But anyway, um, let's go to um, Selena. Then, of course, Danny, same question to you. How did you get into this whole tarot reading, um, energy reading, um, all of these readings that you do, right? Because, sorry, I'm still trying to... Because I know tarot reading... Is tarot, sorry, first question. Is tarot reading different from energy reading or is it the same thing? It's different, it's but different. similar. 
Okay, so two different disciplines, but sim- similar in a way. Similar, yeah. yeah. Okay, and the whole shadow thing that you you mentioned, because that is so... Um, sorry, vague is the wrong word. It's a much deeper, nicer word to use. But like this whole shadow thing, and we're definitely going to talk about that later on. Is it related to tarot reading? Is it related to energy reading? Or is it a whole different reading? It's actually root. It's actually rooted from psychology, like Carl Jung psychology, because of the archetypals and the and even like Freud, I think Freud. I'm not super like I'm not an expert in psychology, but there is yeah. uh there are uh there are very similar concepts that get touched on when it comes to introspection for tarot reading and for healing basically like inner child healing uh inner child healing shadow work shadow work is something it's it's actually being done in some more modern contemporary therapy nowadays because it's a lot of introspection people think shadow work is like voodoo voodoo magic magic but a lot of it is just like just being honest with yourself like Mm -hmm. introspecting journaling or maybe even just talking to a friend that can be a part of your shadow work as well so it's really something uh it's a concept that is very intersectional and once you explore different fields of like introspection like different approaches to introspection you get to realize that hey we're all in the same we're all in the same circle we just have different ways of of interpreting it it's the same thing it's the same thing it's meaning making making sense Um, of our feelings yeah so how did you get into it though like you mentioned that you grew up agnostic, you know, because you're a genius, you went to UPIS. So you didn't really have a taste of, I mean, not really a taste, but you didn't really have the whole uh, Catholicism, Christian flavoring that Danny and I, because Danny also came from a Catholic school, right? Or a Christian school. Yeah, I did. And okay, to think so I like, came out the way I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you came out as an awesome person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but like, no, but in terms of like, okay, so, you know, Dana had like the taste for like how many years or maybe a decade or whatever. But you, you know, you admit that you grew up an agnostic. Uh, you know, what made you start believing in these kinds of things? And what made you it, decide, oh, I want to start doing this? It's actually funny because it runs in my family. <laughs> mm. I have uh, I have an aunt who also does tarot readings and collects crystals. I have a cousin who's uh, who really does. Uh, she calls herself a mangkukolam, but she doesn't do that. <laughs> but uh, she really does do candle stuff, candle work, tarot readings, energy work. She sees things that we, she shouldn't like. In, in the more mainstream term, like bukas daw ang third eye niya, but. She doesn't say that because we both know it's just for the lols. It's a different thing altogether. But in the mainstream context for easier understanding, it's kind of like that. That my my family has always been sensitive to these things. So even though that we grew up Catholic, my mom sees things that she shouldn't. She knows things that she shouldn't. And we get... uh 
we get of we often have cases of sleep paralysis, lucid dreaming, all those kinds of things. I myself at the, a very young age actually. I think yeah. it's also part of why I got so much resistance with spirituality was because I had a nightmare when I was a kid that really traumatized me. And because of that, I learned learned how to control my dreams without oh, actually wow. okay. knowing how to do that. Like how do you do that? I was eight years old. I didn't know how to do it. I just but, knew that I shouldn't I don't want to dream this. And they change it. Like control your dreams like in Inception. Like you you were like you can see how in the, in the film Inception where they're like, you know, they're kinda like awake in reality where they can do what they want. Yeah. So yeah. at eight, were you like that? At eight, I was it was more of like my analogy to it is like if I am set in a different scenario and I don't like what's happening in my dream, I change it. So it's basically ah. lucid dreaming. Yeah, it's basically lucid dreaming. Control. It's conscious control of what's happening in your yeah. dream. And I don't know how I did it. I still don't have a proper explanation of how I am able to do it. But a lot of it was stemmed because of that nightmare when i was a kid and that nightmare ironically is something that actually i come to realize that when i grew out when i grew older it was it felt like it felt like a memory that wasn't mine so because the nightmare that happened was that my house was burning but apparently later on i learned that my house actually burned down before i was born oh wow so so i was i was having the that memory without actually being there and that freaked me out a lot so i i completely I mean, it's freaking shut it me off. out a lot yeah i completely shut it off i completely cut ties with it i i completely avoided it because i want when i was a kid i wanted to be a witch <laughs> like you know when Same. you're a kid you want to be a witch right you want to be a Same. witch you want to be like but then i you started going on the internet <laughs> at such a young age i went on the internet and learned how to do rooms and i learned how to do alchemy and i was in kindergarten <laughs> mm. and that and that messes you up as a kid because I started seeing things that I shouldn't. Like things that people don't see and I don't want to be crazy. So I stopped completely and just went with a logical path. Mm. Yeah. But then it wasn't until around 2019 that I completely embraced it again because of my cousin who encouraged me to do it well not because like oh, you should do this it was more of like something that kind of just happened it's something like uh, it feels like a spiritual enlightenment but it it really just also happened in a dream like i had visions of like really freaky shit okay sorry i but oh, yeah, yeah I really, 
that, really that, I'm sure those stuff. are really freaky shit. Yeah. Yeah, really freaky shit. Like, and then when I told that dream about <clears throat> someone, uh, to someone, I told that story to someone. That person told me it's actually a creation story, like a Japanese creation story. And I was like, why am I seeing? Why did I dream about the Japanese creation story? Like, what does that mean? Right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? And that's kind of like that started the curiosity of, uh, of really trying to assess what what was happening to me. And then it just kind of like I met people who do tarot readings and someone actually like tried to uh like someone tried to mentor me with spirituality and it really just kind of spiraled into my own path now because i don't like the idea of people dictating my own path mm-hmm. so it's kind of like even though i believe in spirituality now i i'm still a firm agnostic because i don't like the idea of worshiping anyone or anything for the matter so but really i stem for gratitude mm-hmm. and that became like a core kind of thing that i am grateful i it's more of like uh it's more of like the new age spirituality type of approach where it roots from the individuality but i don't believe it's not i don't believe it's just like something that's for an individual it's really something collective mm-hmm. because you know no man is an island <laughs> you know yeah but when i really started my journey with spirituality i didn't even start with tarot cards i started with you know the game uh you know the cards from card captor sakura <laughs> oh yeah yeah because um context uh so card captor sakura had clue cards yeah and then it, it it's it's kind of like the anime version of the current tarot cards so i feel yeah, like I every, every girl wanted a deck of clue cards which i got for pink right it's <laughs> like yeah yeah pink. Yeah, pink. yeah i remember that card yeah. Cards. yeah yeah I thought that was a very I cool think that's a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good way. Everyone it's wanted really, one. It really was. But then I started playing with it and tried to do readings with it. Like for the lols. No, oh, yeah. Fun. But then it started making sense. <laughs> but then it started to freak freak people out because it it was real. It was accurate. And it was hitting the right marks. And yeah. it's it just kind of spiraled there because and then my aunt she gifted me an actual first tarot deck so and it just kind of spiraled there it's almost the anniversary of my journey actually because i started i only started doing the proper tarot readings last year november as well oh wow okay and and why did you start or why did you decide to start doing the proper tarot readings it just kind of like, well, you know, pandemic. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's kind of I mean, just this, something. This podcast was made because of the pandemic, so right. But it's really something that 
helped me cope with what's happening with it gave me something to hold on to grounded myself yeah. with a lot of things it wasn't like it wasn't much of like uh a path but it was really something more of uh, a guidance kind of thing that helped me introspect and then reading for other people was not something i planned on doing for like financial profit or whatever people just started to come to me and what i wanted to do a reading with me and people thought people would think that it's usually like love life and stuff like that but it's really something so much deeper than that like because there are people who genuinely needed guidance you know and it just it just felt nice to help people but i always have a disclaimer that i am not a therapist <laughs> i am not as i'm not a licensed professional in healing i'm not a doctor i'm only here to read your energy <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm only I can only help you if you would let me. Mm-mm. Wow. Um so much to open there, but let's go to Danny first. How about you, Danny? So this is actually the first time I'm, I hear that you actually do this as well. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a bit about your journey as well about for this? So I think as a young kid, I've always have been drawn to spiritual things. Like I guess I've always been drawn to angels, the concept of having something there, like a spiritual being, someone you can reach out to. It's just that as a per- well, as a kid, I'm like, okay, how can I talk to these beings? How can I reach out to them kind of thing? And then the, the thing with my family is that we have a library of books, and then I find books on angels like a book about angels and then i find books about divination tarot reading that kind of thing so of course as a child you're drawn to those kinds of things what is this what can i do with this and then i was actually encouraged to in some way wherein my my aunt actually gave me a book on how to read tarot cards when I was in in grade school, so as much as we came from a from a Catholic family, there was always that interest in me, and they actually fed it in some way. Like even if it's just a tiny bit kind of thing for them, and I actually talked to my mom, and apparently she can see ghosts, like she can see entities. And that came about when her when her brother died. So apparently, innately, it's already there. It's just that something had to happen in order for it to awaken in her. And at this point in my life, even my sister and I can see dead people in dreams. Wherein we talk to them sometimes. Like my sister told me a story. And then my my brother can actually see too or sense things too so i'm at that point wherein they know what i do like spiritual things so i'm into looking into protection spells like protecting people i love 
learning how to heal from a distance because I'm also someone who does Reiki. So I've, I have Reiki level one and two. So I'm able to heal from a distance kind of thing. And then being able to use my knowledge in order to help my family, wherein there was one time um, a house like where I grew up and actually had an entity stay there for a bit. So my so my brother told me, Ate, can you help us? Because there's an entity here and we don't know what to do. So at this at this point where in my me and my brothers well I'm, I'm i'm surprised that they reached out to me like that because they knew that i know how to deal with these things or i can ask another person to help me out because of course not a lot of people are um want to acknowledge it but it's actually there because you know at the end of it, Filipinos are very superstitious. So malamang, there's always that mangkukulang kind of thing or manghihilo, those spiritual healing kind of practices that when when you don't you can't explain anything, you can just find another person who can explain the supernatural instead. So I guess it's really deeply rooted down to who we are as people. I guess our culture too we were babaylans in a different life apparently we could be or we could be from a long line of you know shamans here and there we don't know because our history was destroyed even before but i guess when it, it's i think it's really passed down from generation to generation maybe in some minute way and if you're unlocked in some way by your friends, by the people you meet, that's when things open up. And I feel like when I was in college, I found this professor. And I was doing this with my hands. So I have this thing in randomly. I don't know where it came from. But I knew that I had energy that I can place like a ball in between my hands. So... Whenever I'm just sitting down, I just do like that, like from here, and then I slowly breathe in, and then when I breathe out, I push it into a small ball, and then you would feel it, like you would feel pressure when you push like that, and the more I do it, the more expansive it got, and then there was a professor who saw me doing that inside of one of the classrooms, and he said, you know, the, the, the color of what you're projecting right now on your ball is this color, and I'm like, you can see it? It's like, yeah, I can see it. And and those things kind of confirm that I'm not going crazy. I can feel it. It's just that I don't see it. The thing with spirituality is people think that it's always about seeing something. Like, if you're a spiritual person, you're a medium, you have to see, you have to do this. But there are different kinds of uh, spiritual gifts. I can't see. I cannot see anything. But I can feel. I can think. I can hear, well, I can also hear. But I feel like it can be attuned per person too, at that sense. Like, if, if it's really for you, if your gift is seeing, you would be able to see. But for me, it's feeling and knowing. Sometimes I also hear things. So I guess, you know, having people come to your life um having the right people come 
and tell you that you're not crazy. We, I see what you're doing. If you want, we can actually push you towards the journey that you want to go with your spirituality. Do you want to be still doing the same things or do you want to expand yourself to be able to protect yourself, to use your, to use your gifts to heal, to talk to people? Because what we're doing as spiritual people is using our gifts to enlighten people, to help them. And the beauty of it is that anyone can do it. To be honest, anyone is everyone is spiritual, or everyone has a gift. It just needs to be unlocked, or you just need to take away the blocks you have in order to explore it. And I feel like, um, I guess the the circumstances that we had, like me and Selena, that we were exposed at a young age. Also, magical girl anime. You know, you're like, shit, I want to I want to be able to cast spells this way. You know, it, it, it kind of inspires you to think about things like, okay, if science can do these things, like if science, I mean, if anime is discussed about cyborgs, space travel, and other things, and, you know, there's the other possibility of, you know, using magic. Maybe I can cast a spell. You know, but but the reality is you can. It's just that it's not like the movies. It's not like the anime. But at the end of it, you're doing it because you love people. You want to help them. Or even if you're not trying to help people, you're helping yourself. You're learning about yourself. You're tuning into a higher being, your higher self learning about what you can do as a person now so that you can live life to the fullest without hurting anyone and i feel like that's 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 basically it and learning that the at the end of the day it's all rooted in love for for yourself and when you you kind of understand that the concept of when you love yourself you love others in the process as well because you look into it as a collective thing like a collective consciousness thing wherein once that you find graciousness in yourself like learning to talk about your shadow self as what selena said confronting it and again i'm, I'm just saying that the shadow self is mostly just confronting past traumas past experiences that could have broken you down and hindering you from actually experiencing life for what it is that's what it basically is and yeah that's basically it i think i rambled on about so many things at this no point. that's fine all i can say is i kind of wish we had this episode last week during october mm. because you guys are kind of scaring the shit out of me already about seeing stuff and all but <laughs> yeah uh where, where do i start now okay so i want to go back to let's talk about the shadow reading or shadow work right um danny mentioned it's about past traumas things like that so selena how does one read shadow work or how do you go about and you know seeing or reading or whatever you want to call it when it comes to shadow work if i do shadow work for myself obviously i already know what's up in there <laughs> yeah. but it's really just meaning making at this point it's it's like 
your shadows of, in a metaphorical sense, is not something that you should be afraid of, right? Because it's your shadow. It's a part of you. Like the Peter Pan thing. It's not your enemy. It's a part of you. Yeah. Right? And it's something that you have to be friends with. It's something that you have to uh, have peace with. Your past traumas. And a lot of it is rooted in healing and accepting mm. that it happened like whatever it is and i'm not saying about super traumatic stuff like it doesn't have to be something super traumatic that it was violent or anything sometimes our traumas can be as simple as uh neglect and it's not even like extreme neglect maybe it's something that just happened because of life you know and we still have to heal from those things you know, we still have to heal from those kinds of experiences. And healing is something that is constantly, something that we constantly have to do. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as an adult, of course, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and uh, be functional human beings. But a, a lot of it is also rooted in really accepting that it happened and in order to be a person who is a functional person who is a healthy person you know we have to acknowledge that that we have those kinds of issues in order to formulate uh functional and healthy relationships right like and when it comes to shadow work for uh for seekers or for clients it's something a little more intense because if, because if I do shadow work, let's say for someone who just came to me and wanted to do a shadow work reading, I sometimes make them cry <laughs> because it's so intense. Now and, I am really scared to do it after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really something. It's really something so intimate and something so personal. That we are gonna talk about your childhood traumas. We're gonna tap into that deep, dark stuff because mm-hmm. that's what shadow work is. It's really tapping into the to the parts of yourself that you don't usually talk about or you don't usually show to people or you don't even acknowledge. And that's why sometimes uh, shadow work can also have like something related to uh sexual fantasies and bdsm at some points right danny because Mm-mm. it manifests in a different way because if you don't acknowledge your shadows your traumas will manifest in different ways be it in the physicality of like your sexual urges or your bad habits drinking or sm- even smoking your vices or even just binge drinking or like binge eating, it happens. Because if you don't acknowledge those kinds of things, it will manifest physically. I like how Selena kind of attacked me. She said binge eating, binge drinking, <laughs> Grab it. Grab well, it, no? work, you know. If it's yeah, then, then it means that yeah. there's something wrong. There's, yeah. There she, is she, conversation she, to be had. Yeah, she's shadow working me right now, no? Like she's like, how do I attack Paolo without really attacking Paolo without Wow. <laughs> nah. Of course it has to be with consent. No, of course. I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, <laughs> no, I find that very interesting. 
now, okay, so we've spoken very quickly about you know tarot reading, um, uh, shadow work. How about energy reading? Like, what does that mean exactly? Like, what is energy in terms of this subject matter? Honestly, I didn't even believe that energy work was something, something common. I thought it was me being crazy. I thought it was crazy because tarot, like, I've met people, like, skilled readers. So, like, ah, it's tarot reading. So, it's, like, they're very, they're very, uh, practical about it people were like oh you have this and that but then with energy okay so like i see auras i can read auras like i see those kinds of things and then i read about the uh, there's a condition for some musicians where they see color yeah yeah they see color they see color based on the sounds and the Mm -hmm. music they see those things and I thought if they can, if they see those kinds of things, maybe auras are real. Like maybe they're real. Like it made me question my own reality and at some point yeah. my sanity. Of <laughs> because, course, yes. You know, it's very weird. But then I met people who see the things that I see, who feel the things that I feel and understand and hear the things that I hear. Mm-hmm. And it was so wild. Like, I have my own set of friends that I keep close to me, and we would play around with energy all the time. <laughs> so yeah, I want to do that too, like with friends. Yeah, we should do that. We should do that like, sometime like, when we have. How, how does one play with energy? It's because just feeling. It's you just feel feeling. It. Like, it's really hard to explain without demonstrating at some point, because. Um, <laughs> it's because hard to do. It's hard I mean, to do. Uh-huh. Like it's hard to do and not look crazy, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> like my friend, she does prana, she does prana mm. meditations and reading, and she was the one who actually showed me like the gateway version of like of assessing your energy. So actually, we can do it. We can do it right now. Anyone can do it. So all you have to do okay. is clap your hands, like. And then wait, wait, wait. that, yeah, you clap your hands just once and then you let it free, like, and that's how much energy you have. Like, you clap it and then you, okay, like wait, that. Wait, let me try it again. Yeah, yeah, that's how much energy you have right now. Like, that's how much energy you have right now. Actually, well, can you feel your hand? But you had an impact like that. Yeah. That is energy in motion. But the thing is, when you're conscious of your energy, you can actually feel it go in between your hands. Flowing. Some Reiki shit. (laughs) When I I did that a while ago, I still felt the sensation, but I stopped. Yeah. And I thought I could have gone, like, more. Yeah, yeah don't that. stop that basically. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Don't doubt it. Just feel it and you know. Parang it's you experiencing what energy is like. It's kind of like when you rub your hands together, bringing energy heat to your hand you know, and then kinetic energy stuff mm-hmm. science. <laughs> yeah, it's basically science. It's just that It's basically science. It's just something that we don't see or we don't see. understand. Mm-hmm. But it's there. But it's basically. there. 
before I decide to like leave the room because of the amount of like how far I have to bring my hands, um, let's go to the <laughs> comments section real quickly. But before I do, um, to all our viewers, if you have any questions for both Danny and Selena, just comment them down below. So let's start with Abby Love. Oh, okay, it was the Abby. Um, she so she says oh, Selena hi, with triple hearts. I know her. Then, She's one of oh. my amigas. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then we have Denise Galayo, a uh, Galoyo, sorry, Galoyo. Same example. Oh my God, they're my friends. <laughs> and she says yes. Okay, so that's cool. Sorry, Dan, I, I forgot to ask you this a while ago, but you mentioned that yeah, the co- there's a college prof who said that he saw the color of the energy that you were playing with. Do you remember what color it was? I think it's in between blue, violet kind of thing. And what he did to me was actually attune me during during his class. Like it was it was a sun production class. So they had after a while of their like I, I was sitting down. He said, Hey, um sit down with me during this class. I'm just gonna teach it for a bit and then they're gonna do do the coursework, whatever. They're gonna go to the booths. So when that happens, I'm going to tune you. And I'm like, what does tuning mean? Like, all I wanted to do was like, do this with the ball inside my hand. I was like doing this the whole time. And then people were looking at me like crazy. Like the students were like, what the fuck is she doing? But I knew at the back of my head, like it felt right to just deal with the energy here and just like bouncing it. Think of it as like um, a balloon in between my hands. And all I was doing was squishing it again and again. Because I felt it. I felt it in my hands. I was doing this. And what he said was, okay, since you're alone now, I can attune you. And then he asked me to, to, you know, place my hand like that. And then he did this. And I felt, I guess, um, sometimes you don't feel it. Sometimes you do. But I felt warmth in his hand. And all he did was pass energy to me. And, of course, as someone who's like a skeptic, not really skeptic, but more of like, you know, when, when you're going through this, you're like, maybe I should feel something. Maybe I should do this. But, you know, at the end of it, you should just trust the process that it's there. You may not see it. You may not feel it. But it's there. So, apparently, what he did was he attuned me. And then my energy was that of a rainbow. And I feel like he uh, he just realigned my energy sources, my chakras. Just Chakra, because, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say when someone, when someone attunes you, it they open things up to you. And apparently, when when a friend of mine came, she he's like, "You're actually open." And I'm like, "What do you mean open? Somebody actually tuned you to do spiritual things." And I'm like, "Ah, uh, so that guy prepared me for this moment, kind of thing." So it it it's when. When, when the right people come into your life, they open things up for you without you actually knowing it. And then when I started, you know, going through what I'm doing, learning about tarot and other spiritual stuff, it made sense that I'm more open. I'm, I'm more welcoming of new things, even if I don't understand it fully kind of thing. Can I just say, the reason I know the whole chakra thing is, and I had an episode about this, is, do you guys know the cartoon Avatar The Last Airbender? Yes! Yeah. Because, of the, because of the teacher of Aang, right? The whole thing about yes. his chakra. And you that he dies in the Avatar state, he dies. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, that's the reason why I know the whole 
chakra thing just because of that cartoon. I, I love that cartoon. Same. Okay, so like in terms of the whole readings, right? Your your shadow work, your energy work, and tarot readings, like how long does each one take in a person? I and I you may have an answer being like, oh, it depends on the person or whatever. But like on a normal situation, like how long does each um take usually? A session, you mean? A session, yeah, a reading yeah, like, session? Yeah. Okay. So when you say a reading session, do you do all three in that one session? It depends session? on what service they came for. Hmm. Okay. So let's assume they for. do, let's say they do all three. How long do you think would that take usually? Oh, it can take hours. Hours. <laughs> it can take like, hours. Because sometimes just reading like someone, hours. like reading tarot cards can take yeah. an hour plus, especially yeah. if they want to pound on so many things. Because it's not just like, oh, pull a card, that's it. No, sometimes you're like, I pull a card. Okay, I can't understand this right now. What does this mean? So you pull another card and then you create a meaning. And then when they ask another question, you pull another card. So it it really depends on what their needs are and yes. and what they're seeking. So how much they want to seek versus the time they want to spend on themselves. It's it's basically therapy without the professional. <laughs> That's kind of like that. It can be therapeutic. It can be it very is therapeutic, therapeutic, but it's not therapy. It's not therapy. It's not substitute for mental health professionals, kids. <laughs> mm, it's not. It's not. It's just a, a direction. A, it's a, uh, guidance. Some, a guide. It's a guidance. A guide. Yeah. So you you mentioned crystals a while ago, Selena. How do crystals work in all of this? I mean, do you uh, use crystals or? For my case, uh, you see, crystals have vibrations. They have energy. Mm-hmm. In my case, I have crystals to substitute for my energy when I do my readings. It sounds so weird. But, like, for example, I have a crystal right now. So this is a shadow, right? This helps me, uh, like, channel my psychic energy, like, my my third eye chakra it helps me align myself when i do my readings or mm. when i meditate it helps me it has this it has its own energy that helps me like really in be in tune with myself but it can also just look pretty so that's true <laughs> right uh, another, yeah another well look at me i'm wearing this one so it's a clear quartz one and then i also bought a new ring yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, it really depends on what you want to do with it. Like, um, crystals are from the earth, so they're very organic, and then they have energy, and each crystal can contribute in some certain way. So the color of a crystal can, you know, can match the color of a certain chakra, and then the crystals have meanings on themselves. So okay, the background story of why I got this. So this is uh, Larimar, like it's it's from the Caribbean. It's a rare it's a rare um, gem, a rare crystal apparently because it's not produced anywhere else except Dominican Republic. And wow. when the reason I got it, like a reason I got it was like it got drawn to it. And when I saw the meaning, like the, the guy opened up the book and showed me the meaning, it was like. It, it spoke to me because I love the sea. I love the sky. That's what it means. Like, it looks like the ocean. And also, it, it's talking about feminine energy. Like, 
um, tuning into divine feminine and also goddess energy. And for me, that's what I embody, like the divine feminine, um, sexuality, being able to tune into my femininity. And that's something beautiful. And the thing about me being sensitive as a person, when I wore this, I feel like it's so powerful that it, it like I felt it go like energy go down here, and I'm like, oh, am, I, am I just thinking about it? Am I just am I just you know, the um doubting myself? But I know that crystals have a thing wherein when you when they pick you, when you see it, they choose you. It, it, it's like it's like a rare Pokemon kind of thing. It, it calls, calls to you. you. It's like you're my owner kind of thing. Not really owner, but more of like someone who would benefit from me, from this union that we have. And it's it's such a mind-blowing concept, but once you you understand it, once you just say, okay, let's try. What can I do with this crystal? What can I, what benefit would it be in my life? There is, there is more to gain than more to lose at this point. So, ganun siya. At most, I would just say, like, because I spend so much on crystals sometimes. Same. <laughs> like, I spend, sometimes I, I just I, resist I wanna, it. I resist it. I, I want to take you home, but my money says no. <laughs> my money my says, wallet my says, wallet no. says no. My wallet says my, no. My heart says yes, but my wallet my says heart no. My heart says yes. That's, my energy. That was me. It calls you. It calls that you. That was me a while ago. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to spend like the, money. <laughs> It's like the Moana song. Is it Moana song? The it calls. It calls me. exactly. Yeah, it no. does. It does. To be honest, oh, it does. What's the title of that song, though? How far yeah. I'll go. There, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I love that song. Yes. My ex kind of looked like Moana, but um, so <laughs> sorry. That was such a random fact. But anyway, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. So the name of the crystal is Larimar. It definitely sounds like a Mexican soap opera guy who you know was switched at birth he should have been a prince or something um so this larimar um danny if you don't mind us asking like how pricey is that kind of crystal you don't need to give the exact amount but like well i can give the exact amount like um there are crystals that are expensive i mean for this small stone it's already one thousand five hundred like i can buy crystals that are this big that are 200 pesos kind of thing in this small one yeah no because it's a it's it one it really five? depends on the rarity That's yeah cheap, one five. Huh? it's cheap now for That's for cheap for, for that's cheap for yeah. alarimar Okay, but it, um, and it looks so good. I, I, I showed no because um Selena and I are part of this spirituality group too. So I showed them this particular ring. It's so good. It's so nice. It, it, the energy is so big for a small stone. And I think that's why I'm like when I when I whenever I wear it, like I've been wearing it on both hands, like to see whether or not I'm crazy. But apparently, when I wore it here, I felt it go down, like the energy enter my my arm, and then I changed it and then I placed it on this other hand, and I felt the same. So I'm like, okay, it, it's trying to mix my energy with it, and it's really so strong that I'm not used to carrying such a small thing that brings so much energy. 
And I'm like, I really need this for communication, for healing. And again, yeah, we're going back to shadow work. Yeah, it's it's learning how to communicate my needs, to talk to myself, to be kind to myself kind of thing. And I need that because um, just the context, like the past few weeks, I've been crying like crazy because I've been like, the thing with shadow work is that it hits you hard. It just slaps you with reality. And um, if you're not ready to acknowledge it, you're going to go crazy. It's as if you're going to you're getting depressed or whatever but it's more of like okay what is spirit telling me like why why is my body confronting me with these traumas it just means that it's preparing me for what the universe wants me to experience like at the end of it i would want to experience love that i want to receive but what's stopping me from wanting to receive that kind of love so that was the question that was going into my head during the weeks that i've been crying it's like okay you've been you've been traumatized when you were growing up your attachment style is like this you're dismissive but you're also anxious so what does that mean i, I actually messaged you about it paulo yeah you did like, yeah. like the the and uh, the attachment styles and that was something that confronted me while reading the book i was crying and i was like why am i crying and i'm just reading this book and then i realized that's who i am i think that's why my non-attachment to people is because of the traumas that i've had so it's that kind of shadow work that pulled me into i guess what i can say is you're it's as if you're in, in well at the beach and then here's a wave after wave after wave of um emotions trauma going back but once you actually confront it it becomes like um clear water afterwards where it's calm it's serene because you know that whatever happened it's already done but of course there will still be remnants of it it's not that it's not anymore that traumatizing for you to, you know, when you remember it, it's not as fear, like, it's not going to consume you in any way the way it did before. It's more of like, okay, I, I confronted it before. Now that I'm getting triggered again, it's not going to be the same as before. I know how to handle it. I know how to address it. The more that I see it, the more I acknowledge it, the more I work on it, the more power I have over it. And it's basically that. Like, uh, And I guess having some sort of things to help out in the journey, like crystals, tarot, helps with, you know, guiding yourself in the process too. Keeping yourself sane, to be honest. <laughs> Um, so no, that's amazing. No? Uh, for our Spotify viewers, I do apologize that you won't be able to see what the Larimar oh, looks like. But if you if you Google it, uh, it basically looks like a turquoise, kinda in the way. The the more expensive cousin. Uh, and I also apologize that you won't be able to see Danny's really modeled hands. Like these could be hands for like Rolex or something, or or Tiffany or something like that. But anyway, um, so before we continue, Denise Galoyo is asking for your IG handle. So you can just say it now if you want, Danny. Of course, you still have your plugins later on. But Yeah, I mean, 
well, I have two. <laughs> I have two. But I will just probably uh, message it there in the in the comment box so okay, that it's yeah. easier for people to look for me. Yeah. So I'm just so okay. So I do have one crystal in a different place. Uh, the reason why I bought it is because I love skulls. Like I love mm. skulls, and it was it is so like I bought it because one the price wasn't that expensive because it's carved you know it's carved like a skull. It's a pink quartz I think or or, or something mm. like that. But I loved it because I'm like I love rose skulls. quartz. No, it's pink is though. It pink quartz. Yeah, it's called it pink. I'm not sure if it's a quartz. Is it though, opalite? But... No, no, no. Could you get, maybe name two to three more stones? A pink nut is not rose quartz. Is I don't think be... it's rose quartz though. Uh, crap. Wait. So yeah. Wait. So while you guys are thinking, <laughs> I'm gonna like oh, quickly wait. look for it. Uh, I'm gonna quickly look for a photo. Oh shit. Um. Damn it. Sorry. Give me one second, guys. But anyway, yeah. So. I don't think it's rose quartz though, because, but it could be rose quartz. Is it rose quartz? It's rose quartz expensive. It can be. Like generally, like okay. Okay. So what's expensive? <laughs> okay, so expensive is like anything that's like five thousand pesos. Uh, that's expensive. That's too expensive. Yeah, no, no, that's like not. I did. I did not spend that. I only spent a thousand. If it's pesos. really big, if it, like if it's really like a big piece of rose quartz, you wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't that big, and it wasn't that expensive. It was around one thousand pesos, if I remember it correctly. And it it's could be. frustrating me right now that <laughs> for some reason, the time that I can actually speak about my skull pink crystal. I cannot find a damn photo of it. No, but anyway, um, I no, but so so sorry. So, would you say it's expensive or not? Like generally speaking, I mean, rose quartz is one of the entry level kind of crystals. Crystals, right? Mm -hmm. So, it it's really price. not that expensive. Like, at, like, but again, expensive expensive is relative. So, uh, it really varies, you know, but. I I like to think that it's affordable. <laughs> yeah, very affordable. I mean, you know, minus skull shape, it's not that big. But you know, I spent a thousand bucks on oh crap. I'm gonna probably just send you guys a photo. I can't believe I can't find the photo. Of it's you. okay. Don't do it. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. It's super frustrating, but anyway. Um, but let's assume it's a rose quartz. Let's just assume. But it's very pink though. Are rose quartz really pink? Like it's kind of like in terms this of this is a pink. rose quartz. It oh, looks white. Wait. A rose but quartz. It's dead now. It's kind of like now. that, but pinker. Yeah, um, it's, it's not as pink. Now it's rose. It's, right now, this this rose quartz is not as pink anymore because it's kind of dead now. <laughs> oh like, shit! My skull's gonna look like that though. There are some skulls that if you expose to the sunlight for too long, or like gonna not, just not just skulls, uh, uh, crystals in general. Like if it gets exposed mm -hmm. to the sun too long, it gets you know, 
It can die. Or water, too. <laughs> or water, yeah. It okay, can well, good, wash down. Well, so far, it's not that exposed to water nor sunlight. So maybe, okay, yeah. But yeah, I think it is a rose quartz. So what does a rose quartz do for people? Like, what would it do for me? For love? Rose quartz is generally for self-love. Mm. Oh, like, shit. So a- maybe I should have bought, like, a whole truckload or something. <laughs> but yeah, like, rose quartz in general is really for self-love and really a loving energy like almost a motherly type of energy mm-hmm. so it's it's very pinkish oh yeah so, rhodonite rhodonite yeah, could rhodonite work means too. it's i appreciate that you tried to help but no i i don't think it's rhodonite i assume rhodonite's expensive right like that that's an expensive it can be <laughs> okay what's Everything more expensive is- <laughs> generally speaking a rose quartz or rhodonite rhodonite is more rhodonite. pricey right it's more yeah, I think Rhodonite. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's definitely not that. I love how Selena's no. like, it can be. It's like Selena. No, it, 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 it really <laughs> depends, though. Like, some suppliers source it from different places. Like, yeah. what if... Well, quartz is easily seen anywhere. Like, Actually, that's why it's cheap. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. No, mm. but mine was from some other country. It's not oh. from the Philippines. But yeah, I, I'm gonna probably send you guys by next week a photo of it. I just have to go to where it is. Uh, it's very small though. Like I'd probably say like two inches, give or take. Yeah, in terms of it's most. like really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But anyway, I just fell in love with it because it's just, you know, a shape like a skull, right? Not a scary skull, mm. like a normal skull. But yeah, yeah. let's go back. So, like right now, Selena, could you read me in a way? Without yes. really asking much questions. Yes. Okay, I can so read from your the energy. Three. Okay, so there's like <clears throat> energy reading, right? Yeah. You so consent. Like, you <laughs> Are you consent? ready for this? I'm I'm a bit ready. Um it's it's a bit more than half, but quite <laughs> enough. So okay, why don't you read my energy only? Let's not go whole shadow play and Hi. Tarot thing because you know, oh, I don't get cancelled and stuff. Okay, so you have to bear with me. Like for context, I don't know much about you, right? But which I think it's perfect, by the way. Which is perfect, right, for this kind of setup. Well, for your energy right now, it it has like I don't want to go too deep or and uh you know, but I sense a lot of like curiosity. Well, of course, obviously, but it's more of like you have such your energy is very curious and hungry for something more. Like your energy has this like it wants to explore beyond your reach. Like how do I explain this? Uh without going too deep. Uh it's almost as if no, deep is fine. I mean, you know, for as long as you don't think it will get me cancelled, it's it's okay. Aye, aye, aye. I have your consent. Yeah, but if it's gonna get me cancelled, uh, retract. No, no, consent. it's not gonna get you cancelled, but it might make okay. you cry. Okay, let let's do it. Let's try it out. <laughs> so aye, this is so... Paolo consenting uh, with a bit of alcohol in the system. So let's do it. Okay, okay. So first of all, actually. The moment I saw you with the instant energy I got from you was a little lonely. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's longing for something greater than what is what is it right now like it's a longing for something better for something for wanting something more than what you have right now it's not that you're not appreciative of what you have right now you value what you have right now but also there's also this energy that wants something more like like you want you want some you want something greater it's not it's almost not it's not necessarily for career for love but it's almost as if like you just want something that could make you feel alive again like enjoy life the way you should because i feel like it can be a little common for people because of quarantine and all but i feel i again i don't know much about you but i i feel like a lot of uh sayang moments with you you know like a lot of sayang na parang this could have happened but it didn't happen and it's a lot of frustration there there's the word i'm looking for there's a lot of pent-up frustration from you like a lot of frustration for for things that didn't happen but could have happened a lot of frustration that should have happened but it didn't work out the way you wanted it to and your energy when i saw you i when actually i instantly when i went inside this uh stream yard i felt a lot of energy from you that is really hesitant to explore more it's it's weird it's almost like canceling out each other in a way because you want something more but you're afraid because you don't want to be hurt anymore you don't want to be disappointed anymore you don't want to be frustrated anymore and because of that there's this uh energy from you that that is just tired really tired but it's still keep it's still going like it's still it's still going on but it doesn't feel like it's like the inner child in you it's not as enthusiastic as it used to be like oh like daddy's like mm. but yeah, it's, uh, yeah yeah because um you still have that spark in you like that inner child spark that's why we are here right now that's why you are doing this I can feel like it's grasping at straws right now that you just want something to hold on to. You want something to look forward to every day. Something that yung tipong ano, Nescafe, para sa kabumabango, di ba? <laughs> not sponsored, by the way. Wow! <laughs> I wish they would sponsor not me. Not sponsored, but, but I wish they yeah. would sponsor me, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's more it's kind of like that that you want it's not even like a purpose. It's not the purpose. You're not looking for that. 
what you're looking for is something more simple. Something something as simple as something to look forward to at the end of the day. Something to come home to. Not just like a house, a literal house, but something to feel comforted by at the end of the day. You know? It's kind of like that. So yeah, I, I kind of mm. rambled on, but it's just no, not whatever comes in you, yeah, yeah, it yeah, just flows. No. I have to say that, you know, when when you said that, I didn't expect you to be as accurate as you were. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, I mean, no, but you know, um, I get why maybe some people wouldn't want to hear those things, or why people are hesitant to to hear those things, but. I guess it's kind of like a, a self-denial in that sense, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And know the truth. Yeah, very much. Uh, but you just don't want to hear it. That is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know... Or it's that's, like something I'm that's really, at the back of your mind. I'm really amazed because, you know, we, we're only meeting virtually because of the pandemic. But, you know, my goal in the future is, you know, to have the podcast in like in a studio where we could be there drinking, smoking cigars, um, getting Danny drunk. To see what she would that do. Sounds that sounds fun. I want to see what would happen. No, but um, but yeah, no, I think that's pretty amazing because it is true that I, I do consider myself a curious person when it comes to things like this. I mean, maybe that's why even if both Ian and Jella left, I decided to continue on the big lap. But yeah, you're right. I do blame the pandemic a lot about frustrations in life and, you know, looking forward to stuff when you go home. Because I don't know about you guys, but pre-pandemic, you know, let's say we go home from work, we could be like, so yeah, let's go to let's go to the club or let's go drink out with friends, you know. Yeah, not bring yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do, I am happy. Like, for me, I am happy with my relationship right now, both uh, family and, you know, love life. Romantic. Mm-hmm. Romantic. But, of course, there are frustrations in terms of work, right? Wherein, you know, if without COVID, maybe I could have been like this. Or, you know, maybe not even COVID, like vacation-wise. And I know it sounds so privileged, and I had an episode about privilege last week. But, like, without COVID, honestly... We could all just be abroad right now. Like, I could just decide, you know what, fuck it. I'll just go to the cheapest airline in the Philippines. There's only two anyway, so you guys know which one I'm talking about. Uh, and just buy a ticket to Thailand, stay there over the weekend, and come back. And spend, like, what, 8000 at most on my airline ticket, if not cheaper. But, yeah, no. You know, I would never say that I'm a skeptic about these kinds of readings. So it's tarot energy or shadow like i said i never done tarot even if i wanted to just because of the, all the horror films but i didn't expect that you know just virtually speaking because i feel that i mean that's how i see things now to really get to know a person you have to meet them in person i get that you know what I mean? like i think it's amazing that i know stuff about danny but i feel that if i ever get to meet her in person i'll get like way more it's like I have the appetizer, palang, but if I meet the person in, in person, I'll have like the main course. 
Mm-mm. And yes. you know, I think that what you have, Selena, and I'm sure Danny would have maybe given a very similar answer as well if I asked her to read me. What you guys have, I think, is an amazing skill and gift that even virtually speaking, you you got everything right. Amazing. Even I get like, wow, that hit. <laughs> Sometimes I still have that moment. Like, like, I, like yeah, what is it about me though that you got all of those things? Like it's just what you felt or yeah. When when you tune into you, when you said when you well when you consented think, when you consented mm, it just it flows. Just flows. When you because when I you could read you if I really time. wanted to even without consent, but I refuse to do that for ethical reasons. <laughs> and yeah. for my self-preservation as well. But because like when, when too much said, energy like, is bad. <laughs> like, like when I said yes, it's like lonely, frustrated, um, a bit of spark. Like that, that. Those are all the things that just went through your, your mind and your body when I just said yes, let's do it. When you said yes, uh, I tried to tap into your energy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah from a distance right i he, think the he, thing here is how did you tap into his energy i'm gonna tap into you but what does tapping into you mean oh god how do i explain um when i saw you when i see you as i see you right now i have it's like you know that I think the best analogy here is if there's a sign, like there's a billboard right now, I can choose to read it or not. It's kind of like that with energy for me. When you consented that for me to read you, that's when I started reading what's in front of me. And that's kind of like how I tapped into your energy. You're like a billboard. (laughs) So, yeah. It's kind of like that, that I I was able to tap into your energy be- through like reading what's in front of me because it's kind of like that for me. For some people, it has to be physical that they actually have to touch you. They actually mm. have to be with you physically. But for me, I could see you and I could read you even from just a photo or like a video. So, yeah. I think that's... um really amazing uh danny i think you want to add something to that right well for me when i tap into someone i uh, i'm as a person who you know does energy work too i often ask spirit like ask them like i guess it's a permission thing with the soul too wherein you're like um okay here i am spirit ask like um Spirit, can you help me tap into this other person's higher self? Like, I guess it's higher self to higher self. Wherein yes. what I'm doing is is for your highest good. Whatever you send through me, through my my higher self, it's it's one of those loving connections that you can have. Like, I feel like that's why sometimes I just sit on, a, like, a, I sit in front of a video or something. Sometimes... It just flows. I feel like when the other person needs help, if that makes sense. Exactly. Like sometimes, yes. sometimes you just read a person. You're like, "Are you okay?" And then they just break down, kind of thing. And then you realize they needed the person to hear. I mean, they needed a person to read their energy. Sometimes, 
I guess as empaths, like Talina is an empath, I am too. Like we're so sensitive that even if someone is not talking at all, we can just go to a person and say, hey, are you okay? And I feel like when you ask that question, the floodgates open. And they're like, no, I'm not. Even it's if they're saying they are. It is a bigger thing. thing. And then I feel, no, I feel like when when they feel safe around the person, you don't really have to read their energy. They would just open up, let go. Like, I think that's why um, the thing with me, or I guess my talent in terms of doing these things, sometimes I don't really need to read the person. I just sit beside them and then they share to me their life story. So, I mean, there is something like that where it, I don't need that to That happens to me too. I mean, I guess they feel safe around the energies we project. That's why they just let down, let go, and are able to to just bring down their walls. To be honest, it's not easy to read people if they have walls up. Like, Paolo, okay. if, if, your, yeah. if your walls were up, we wouldn't be able to read you. You can. That's you why can consent is so important. Us. Consent is so important. But were my Actually, walls up even before the consent? You were drunkish, so your walls were. Kind well, of... yeah, that's not the thing. Drunk yet, y'all grabbing. Ish, you're, well, you're maybe not drunk, but like you, you. Well, you do know the word alcohol <laughs> enters the system. Yeah, yeah, under the influence. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend, I have a friend, like a friend of ours, Lina, who who can read who can read people. And he knows that I can block him anytime. Where I know that he can read me. So consciously I put walls up so that I can protect myself. Because sometimes people are like that, where and you're so easy to read that people can use that against you. Yeah, that's why I'm also into like okay, protect yourself because people will use your energy against you, like energy vampires. Or if yeah, you can be spiritual and you're very empathic, but you call it dark empaths because they can use your they energy use it against you. You they use it against you so that they can gain from you. They're they're also empaths, but they're using their gift to gain oh advantage. <laughs> For their yeah. good, for their own good, good versus own good. the collective good. So it's that yeah. kind of thing. And I guess you just read the energy just as long as there is consent too. And both of you are clear. Like you cannot, I mean, Selena cannot read you unless she herself is clear of any inhibitions, any doubts from what she's reading from you. Because lots of people are like, I mean, I guess as even as a practitioner, there will always be that ego self that says, no, you're wrong. That's not really what's coming in kind of thing. And you were doubting you yourself doubting. a while ago. Yeah, yeah, I was starting to doubt it because it got, it was so personal. Na. Uh, <laughs> it was so personal. I was seeing so many personal yeah. stuff. Na. And I was starting to... I, it was more of like hesitation. Am I allowed to say this kind of thing? Like, am I? It's kind of like that. Na, na parang I have to filter it a bit. Because mm -mm. I, it's so personal, and I might say the wrong things. That uh, but, that would trigger the other person. Yeah, but it's more. But I was able to at least get the gist of it because, again, I was just trying to do the surface level. But then yeah. when he consented, it was like everything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 
Wait, mm-hmm. so I finally found the photo of the skull. It kind of looks like that. Oh, we can't see it, but I cannot. Oh, like, this is like the lower best. Lower your brightness. Do. Oh, lower my bright. Oh, shoot. How do I do that? Just lower well, you can just send it on the. Oh, yeah. There's no photos to chat. Ah, here. This is like super low in terms of like brightness and all. So I hope you got. Yeah, you guys can't see it, can you? No, no. Just yeah, send I'll it just... to chat. Is yeah, I'll just send it in the chat. <laughs> so frustrating, but anyway. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I mean, the we... best photo in the world. It's just that it's just the photo from the person who sold it. Because I actually mm-hmm. bought it from a jeweler, so it wasn't really like someone who knows like crystals and crystals. Terms of, like, you would uh, be surprised. You would be surprised if no, no, she's, a she's, no, no, she's really a jeweler. Like that, that's really her, her thing. Oh, cool. So yeah. Um. So give me one second. I'll just send it to you guys so that you guys. Can... Oh shit! The price is there, but it's okay. I already told you guys the price anyway. Uh. But yeah. No, I I was really impressed. Uh. With, oh. with um, what Selena had to say, it's something that I've accepted actually in terms of who I am as a person because I've always believed that as people, you know, it's always good to think about the good in us, right? What makes us awesome and all of these things. But I've always said that character is built on our flaws or the things that don't make us happy. Because when you're happy, you can feel like you can carry a building. But when you're down and out and you can still feel like you can carry a building, then that's character development for me. Right? That's character mm-hmm. building. So I'm curious though, Selena, when we and if it's okay with you, like after the episode, when we do shadow work, what are the questions you will ask? Like I'm just curious. Like just give me generic questions. I won't answer them, but you know. Okay. Like what are the questions you would ask? Honestly, when I do shadow work with uh, the person, I I like, for example, my client, they usually have a person, uh, a purpose already. It's usually them who has the questions, not me. Mm. Like for example, but if they don't have a uh, have a question, I can always do a general reading of their of their chakras. Like it's kind of like reiki but i'm not a reiki practitioner you're just scanning it actually yeah it's just kind of like uh i would go from your root chakra all the way up to your crown chakra and try to see if there are any blockages if there are any blockages that is hindering you from uh from being functional or being uh let's say it's just kind of it's a little freeing i guess a little freeing it's a little it's it's like a weight gonna get it's it's like a weight's gonna get lifted afterwards but really for me i'm not a reiki practitioner danny is the reiki practitioner mm-hmm. but, but it's basically yeah. the same thing you scan the, the same body thing. it's the same thing mm-hmm. i'm just not trained <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. just not trained that's okay the thing with spirituality is everything it's, is individual everything. you just have yeah i guess you just have i know it's the kind of the same thing it's just that you don't have to be attuned it's just that i'm just attuned to I'm I'm just attuned because I want to use the symbols used for Reiki, yes. basically. But 
it's basically the same. Like prana also does that. Like, yes. Panic, panic healing also does the whole thing, but with crystals too. So it it's basically it's the, the same method. Like it's all, it's all the, the same. same. But yeah, usually I would just ask questions. Like uh, I guess the questions that I would ask is like, for example, I can ask about. Who is this person in your life? Is there a feminine figure in your life who is like that with you? Or like, was there a masculine figure, like a male figure in your life who probably did something to make you feel that way? Those kinds of personal questions. It's kind of tailored to the person who is asking. So, yeah. So like based like on that. what you when you what you read from me in terms of my energy reading, do you already have questions in mind about like my shadow stuff? Yeah. Okay, we're definitely saving that for the end of the episode <laughs> because I value Iglap and I don't want to get cancelled. So <laughs> yeah, it's very okay. personal to you. You don't want it to be out there too. For lots yeah. of people to scrutinize. I'm about it being out there, no. Uh, because here's the thing. I do know myself, myself I guess, in I a guess. way. Mm. It's just it's that. Good. Okay, here's the thing. I don't really consider myself like I'm an expert about Paolo Aguas. Like I know everything about myself. Yeah, yet I mean. Yeah. So yes. I do have a general idea. Well, I hope I do. In terms of maybe the questions that Selena may ask me later on, but I don't know if there's other things there that may. Okay, so here's the thing about me. So like, obviously, I'm not a perfect person, right? And we all have our own dirty laundry, but you know, I do value the platform that we have right now in terms of how it gives information to people because like if someone decides to google how to shadow work or how to shadow read um they'll get a lot of articles for sure but they won't really know how to simplify it that's i'm very happy that selena's here and that nanny's here or if they type energy work or you know whatever but we do have a culture we're in if people um you know, have certain things about them. People may tune out or cancel these people altogether. And, you know, the one thing about my show right now is, or my podcast is, I want it to be as safe as possible that everyone will have an episode every week. You know, if they enjoy the episode or if they enjoy the topic, they get to listen to it on Spotify or they can watch it on Facebook when we're live. And things like that. So I don't know if there's anything that Selena may ask that would get people to be like, yeah, fuck Paolo or something like that. No, so it's not like that. It's not really about making people not know about me. It's just more about I just like being extra careful. I know yes. I didn't do any like major crime or anything like that. Like my conscience is clear in terms of that aspect. But you know how people get cancelled nowadays for the smallest things at times. There are those who at do times. like these stupid things who kind of, in my opinion, may deserve the criticism but not necessarily deserve the cancellation. But there are times when the person does something really silly when they're young and people are like, yeah, go fuck Paolo or something like that. You know, so. 
Shit, I do kind of gave Selena more ammo for later, so I, I don't know about that. Like, I have a feeling that she's gonna tell me, like, I know that you cried in SM because you lost your mom when you were four and you couldn't find it. Grabe, that's so specific. I wouldn't know, man. I mean, I've never, I've never had any kind of readings in my life, except for like when I go to the hospital and you do CBCs, right? But like when it comes to like energy and spiritual, so I've never had that. So I wouldn't know what you guys know, right? But yeah, yeah. Of course, I was just joking about that part. No, I did really lose my mom at four, at age four, and I did cry for like ten minutes because I lost her for five. But yeah, but point is, uh. Yeah, so sorry, going back. So, aside, sorry, so going back about the general questions, could you just throw out general questions out there? And so, so aside from like, you know, did you have a, a male figure who's like this, like that? Are there more personal questions aside from like that? Yes, it, it getting varies. Like for some, for some, it's more of like, it's for myself more than for them. Like it's just me. It's more of like a guidance if I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm asking the right questions, like for example, if I if there are general questions that I would ask, like, uh, like, are you are you the eldest in your family? Are you? It's more of like personal questions. Background check. Background on, check. Yeah, Just yeah. trying to see if my readings are aligned. Like, mm-hmm. like for example, what do you do for a living? Uh, those kinds of questions, like biodata level of mm-hmm. questions, because so, I want to know if it's context. aligned yes, yeah. context for me, for me as your reader, to gauge if am I am I guiding you to the right direction or not. All right, so uh no, I think this whole episode has been amazing. Uh I know we could get like delve way deeper but then i have a feeling we'd be here for like eight hours if i'm gonna be like very <laughs> honest with you but like okay selena so let's say there are people who are hesitant about the whole reading thing whether it's shadow energy or tarot or whatever you else right what would you tell them like how would you convince someone like no give it a shot like you know i it's not something bad or whatever like how would you make it come out that you know it's normal there's no witchcraft the devil won't see you, you, you know, stuff like that. Because, you know, with ho- the whole horror movie thing. Sorry, I know I've mentioned horror movies like 78 times already in this episode, but we do have to admit, like, the Ouija board, the tarot cards, they're like the best tools in horror movies to scare the shit out of people, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. So how would you, like, destroy that, um, what's the term Stigma. For that? Stigma, thank you. How would you destroy that stigma about tarot cards, about energy reading, about shadow? For me, I always claim that it's not a fortune-telling thing. It's not a mind-reading thing. For me, I always claim that it's. I use it for introspection. And from there, it kind of snowballs. Like, I use it for introspection or like I would uh, if I'm trying to convince you to get a reading from me, I usually say that uh, the readings I do is a mirror. I just look at the mirror and read what is in front of me. And people get curious enough to 
to ask me, what do you see? Like, they just, they it stems on that, that curiosity. Like, to, to really break the stigma of tarot reading, witchcraft, and all, I always say that I am grounded with the mundane, like, with the realities. I always say that I... I always say that you should take this with a grain of salt because nothing is absolute. There is no such thing as, uh, for me, there's no such thing as a, like, a complete path for you. There's always like different probabilities, different things. So I always say that if you want to get a reading from me, don't expect me to tell you it's kind of like that. Like, don't expect me to tell you things. Don't expect that I will dictate things for you. Just expect that if you want to get a reading from me, you might tackle some issues that you weren't really being honest with yourself with. You know? Or like, if not honest, maybe I could give you a different approach or like a different perspective on the same issue that has been bothering you. So it's kind of like a friend. My my seekers, my clients tend to tell me that I'm I'm very tropa like when I read because I try to lighten up the mood even if it's heavy, even if they're starting they start crying in front of me, I just make them feel like I'm a friend. Like, like, I'm there, not judgmental or anything. Uh, sorry, before I go to my next um, question, let's go to Angelica Piccaro. Uh, then Hart. She's also my friend. Lakasamami. I think I butchered her last name, but anyway. Um, how, like, based on your experience with either energy, tarot, or shadow, like, how dark did it get or how heavy did it get like obviously you cannot share what the story is or or whatever and i would never ask that but with what you could tell us how heavy was the heaviest that you've ever experienced the heaviest are kind of taboo in a sense that it even transcends my personal uh my personal limits Tabu in a sense that I will never speak to the dead. <laughs> I will never speak to the dead. It's but not I your think, thing. Yeah. But it's not my thing. I don't do that. But it's hard. I guess this is the freakiest one. One of the freakiest one is that I felt the energy of this person's uh, father and how it affects that person. Like, for example, the seeker I have in mind, the client I have in mind, the one I'm talking about right now, did not have a good ending with their dad. But I could, I was saying stuff like things that their dad wants to tell him. But then I realized, and then he told me, my seeker told me, but girl, my dad is dead. And I'm like, <laughs> girl, girl, I'm not playing with that stuff. I, I don't want to play with the dead stuff. But 
the energy is lingering like it's an, an unresolved uh feelings the way i explain it is like the energy that i was feeling the message that i was receiving that that comes that feels like it's from their dad it's really kind of like based on the energy of their relationship their dynamic unresolved tension unresolved uh unforgiven stuff and from there that's kind of like some heavy stuff because grief is different for everyone grief regrets those kinds of heavy stuff it can go really dark and it can be so heavy for a lot of people and then there are super darker stuff like traumas and really really hard hitting traumas because what can be traumatic for one person can be just something as simple as like a day in a park for someone else right but sometimes when i see that shadow works and dream interpretations and these kinds of reading can really go dark if you as a person have such so much uh unresolved or unacknowledged energy inside of you or like something that's bothering you physically like it could be financial problem it could be a relationship or it could be as dark as your mental health but like i always say i'm not a therapist i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a licensed professional i'm just here to help you at least untangle some of those things at least to make start making sense of what's happening so that's why even though i'm i'm an energy reader and a tarot reader i always say that i'm grounded in a sense that i always try to pinpoint that we are just trying to introspect we are just trying to make sense of these things that's why danny said it could be similar to therapy because it's really a lot of meaning making and understanding of what has happened to you to really function as a better person after the session yeah um thank you for reminding me though we haven't spoken about dreams yet but we've learned a lot about everything else though right danny um yeah and this was a horrible, horrible experience. Wait, I'll take a, a bit of a sip of my alcohol. <laughs> yes, I need. <laughs> For him, it is. <laughs> um, so how do I start? So I did experience sleep paralysis. This was around 2017, I think. Uh, ooh, so what happened was I came from a small party with friends right nothing wild had like two to three beers wasn't drunk at all but of course you have alcohol in your system but again i wasn't tipsy or anything right as if i was forced to walk a straight line i could walk a straight line right so i got home i was just tired and the the what i did was i slept on my back and i slept with my because my my my, my bed it's good for two people you know it could fit two people right but you know i'm a big guy so it was just me but i slept you know my back like this and my hands were spread and they're open right because i was just so tired mm. then it was the worst 
feeling in the world uh before i continue for our viewers or our listeners who will listen to this uh get ready for like some really weird shit so you know i slept like that right and of course you know when you sleep all the lights are off and whatever right but you know how your room looks like when it's dark even if it's dark there's still like enough light for you to know like where the bed is or the lamp is or whatever it is right um so i slept so in my room my bed is here and to my right side is the door to to enter my room right bottom right side i remember i slept then i woke up in the middle of the night i felt like i woke up in the middle of the night because maybe i needed to pee or whatever right because i just woke up in the middle of the night i'm like why the fuck am i awake right then suddenly i couldn't move as mm. much as i wanted to move I couldn't move. I felt like I was paralyzed in, in that sense. Mm-mm. And the the awful part about it is I saw my door open. You know how when you slowly open the door? But my door doesn't really make sounds. You know, I, I, I put I put oil in it, so it doesn't make sounds. But you get the point, right? Yes. Then suddenly a dark figure comes in. No, no face. I couldn't see hands. I couldn't see anything. Just a dark figure shaped like a human being enters the room. I love you, in the sense that it's like, yeah, I got you where I want you. Mm. So enters the room and looks at me. Looks at me. And I was, you know, when you're really like, you're like, I'm trying to move like, you know, like you're trying to move your whole shoulder, your whole arm, your whole leg, but nothing happened. And I was like that for maybe, I felt like 15 to 20 minutes. I was like like that. And the, and the figure was walking slowly and slowly. And so he faces me, goes to me little by little by little by little by little. Then I realized I have to wiggle my toes or my fingers. I have to wiggle something. Uh, then when it was like this, like face to face, that's when I wiggled it and I woke up. And when I woke up, I was like, shit, is it here? But then the fact that I could stand up, you know, move my arms, you know, flailing, like, I was like, okay, I think I'm awake. But like for a good 10 minutes, I was like, am I sleeping? And I was like doing this for my cheeks. And I was like, I was like, you know, pinching it and whatever. Uh, then I realized, yeah, 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 I'm really, really awake. Right? Then I go back to sleep, sleep on my side. And the next night, it happens again. Because for some reason, I decide to sleep on my back with my hands open and my le- my legs and my arms spread and whatever. But when it happened again, I wiggled my toes and I woke up again. Um, so when it comes to that, to Selena and Danny, was that a fucking demon? It's hard to say. Well, for me, uh, um for me yes okay so for me i feel like well thinking about it i'm i'm trying to tune in if i were there in that scene how would it feel like for me because i have i had an instance like that but it wasn't scary it was him talking to me because you guys seen the film insidious yeah yeah oh so you're um it felt exactly like that it wasn't, it was 
scary AF because I felt that the that the being or or whatever that was was insidious, mm. like it was evil. It didn't feel sorry. like oh, sorry. it didn't feel like some dude or whatever. No, it felt like it had intentions. It had bad intentions for me, and whether or not that I realize about putting my toes or not. And it would have done shit to me. I don't know because I I wiggled my toes right and I think. But it felt like the film insidious. Like that's the moment where I was okay. like, "Fuck this!" Like it felt like it had bad intentions for me. Hmm. For me, I feel like it was an energy, well, something that that wants to drain you of something. And I feel like as someone who's not protected, who doesn't know how to protect yourself, your energy. Those are some entities that can attach to someone they see. Like um, when your energy is very enticing to some to some entities, they would attach to you knowing that because you're not protecting yourself, you don't know how to shield yourself or to, to do some banishing or whatever. You're more susceptible to, especially if your headspace isn't in the right headspace. Like the more you the more you focus on negative energy, the more you sit with feelings of depression, sadness, frustration. Those are negative energy. And it can wrap itself around you and make yourself look as enticing as ever to a spirit or an entity that really sucks life out of someone. Like it's like it's kinda like how the mentors are from, from, from Harry Potter. That's what it I'm thinking about. It is, it is how it is, right? That's what they're doing. Like they're trying to get you. And I feel like I have a, I have the same experience as you before. But I was in my mom's place. So I was lying down and I was actually talking to the thing. <laughs> we were having a conversation. And I feel like when you're aware, when you're very aware, they cannot touch you. Because you're like, I have tools. To combat you i have my angels i can always just incite whatever and i feel like when you're aware of what's happening you can well if you're catholic you can just say a prayer too but i feel like it's not the usual hail mary or father but more of asking the um Amen. i guess for me asking um asking saint michael like the guardian michael um i guess that's for me like there was one instance wherein i had sleep paralysis and i was on my tummy and something was on my back actually he was telling me you're mine like it's a a legit demon i feel like it was a not no demons i feel like it was an entity and he said you're mine i will get your soul and whatever and then i said fuck you and then I said, and I said, um, Saint Michael's prayer, like Saint Michael the Archangel kind of thing. And I imagined how Michael would yield his, like, yield his sword, sword. and do stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like when you're very aware of what's happening, you can combat it. It's just that some people are really scared of what's happening, and if if you stay stuck with that. Of with the trauma of what happened, it will occur again and again. That's how they, they draw you. That's how they 
stay stuck to you. It's because you're reliving the narrative of what happened before. You're thinking about it. The more you think about it, the more it manifests and brings about the same energy. And you have to confront it and say, okay, no, I have to do something about it. So you clear your energy. You ask someone. You can always ask a friend or someone who's spiritual to say, can you do something like a cleansing ritual for my place, for myself, so that I, I feel safer in my space. Because what happened was it violated your sacred space. It entered the space of your safety. You, you know, when you sleep, it just means when you sleep in your own place or somewhere, it just means that you feel safe. And for it to be violated by an entity like that in your most sacred you know, that's your healing space. That's your time to rejuvenate. It violated you, per se, your space. So for you to have it again, the experience again, is traumatic, too. Because, okay, two nights in a row. So, yeah, it's, it's what, it was draining of energy. And maybe during that time, you were experiencing something really bad or something that was clouding your mind your energy to the point that it drew into your existence that kind of entity yeah, yeah. actually i forgot to mention i was saying a prayer but it didn't happen yeah at that time there's a girl named danny from the south of the philippines who broke my heart just kidding danny but anyway oh my god um, but, uh, no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding I'm like, uh, danny, only, danny and i only met last year but yeah um how about you selena what do you think was it in my it's actually opinion. similar to what danny said but to piggyback on that it's really just kind of it may be an entity or what again we cannot really gauge right mm, because true. it's it's him we don't we weren't there we we, we don't know it's your energy yeah but it's true that sometimes like even in dreams even in in general i Negative energy tends to manifest in our brains or in the physical realm, in our physical bodies. It manifests once it starts becoming too much, you know, because I have a bipolar disorder and I have anxiety. And I used to think that it's just all in my head, right? But if I have anxiety, I can't breathe. If I have an anxiety attack, I feel like my heart is gonna pop out or like i feel like i'm gonna die or i get the panic attack that's how that's an example of how negativity can manifest physically and that's a little more grounded with science right and medicine mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's the same with energy if if you have too much negativity and uh inside of you be it your be it uh you're aware of it or not it might be just as simple as you have been being plagued with a lot of tiredness or mm -hmm. like a lot of problems lately it's true that something that an entity might be attracted to your energy to your negative energy and starts to cling on to that but i also believe that it could also be a manifestation of yeah what's happening inside of you and it's something that's a part mm -hmm. of your subconscious that's trying to eat you. Mm -mm. Like, metaphorically speaking, it could be something that uh, 
it could be something like more of your shadow self that was i sometimes i see sleep paralysis as your shadow self that was not being acknowledged sometimes sleep paralysis is like a monster that was manifested because it was neglected mm -mm. so sometimes i have my beliefs with entities is a hit and miss and it doesn't always align with everyone in the spiritual community but i always believe it starts with you it starts with your subconsciousness and i agree with danny that you have to cleanse your space but it doesn't have to be it doesn't even have to be like super spiritual that you have to sage up or like you have to yeah, you have yeah. to cleanse everything it can be as simple as just cleaning your room it can be as simple as that clean your room clean your desk or like change your sheets because your physical space it really does something to your head and that's something that can it might be something so simple and mundane but it really does help it really helps that you change your sheets you you clean up or you throw out the trash that you've been neglecting for days it can help you feel better and it can or cannot it may or may not uh help you get rid of your sleep paralysis because sometimes sleep paralysis can be something that is very internal but it can also be something that comes from an external entity but what i do agree with danny is that in order to protect yourself, to preserve yourself, you have to take care of yourself. No, I, I agree. And actually, at that time, it is true that someone broke my heart. Her name did start with a letter D. It wasn't Danny. Uh, at that time, it was a different girl. Uh, I don't think Danny would have dated me at that time. I was really, really big by back then. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I just learned to let go in terms of feelings. And after the second day, I said to myself that this is really scary shit. But then for me in life in general, when something doesn't go my way or you know, I feel that something, I give myself up to two days to feel bad. But on the third day, I have to let go. So it does make sense to me now that maybe that was it that maybe on the third day the reason why i didn't experience that was because i have that rule for myself in terms of any failure in life is that i allow myself up to two days then after that it's gone but you know just to to sum up the the, the dream side and i'm so sorry for those who tuned in to, to know more about dreams but um so in terms of dreams, Selena, because I've had the weirdest ass dreams of all time, like really like fuck. Am I taking drugs? Of course I'm not, because I don't do that. I don't do that, but in terms of dream analysis, right? Let's say because me, like if I dream something really fucking weird, uh there's this one time I dreamt that you know I was in the mall, right? Then suddenly, um, I was bleeding in my arm. Then when I Googled it, it, based on everything that I read, 
but then again it's google you know i have to do the resources and whatever but it made sense that um when i when i collected the ideas of all the websites it meant that i was wounded about something and i tried to to cover it up because in the dream my arm was filled with blood like there was a wound and i kept on like put tissue i kept on covering it i was running to the bathroom mm-hmm. to put the tissue i've also had dreams wherein i was with someone who you know in the past i wanted to be with that person but things didn't turn out that way and when i googled it it was regret like can you imagine and danny and selena so i can humanize myself from what selena did to me a while ago when reading my energy so people think oh paul is not really an asshole uh this was the dream i was have you seen those british films where in you know you have this large landscape of the ocean where there's these mm. islands with grass maybe there's a beach or whatever right have you seen those kinds of movies yes i think so yeah yeah you have okay so the dream was i was in a place like that with this person that before i met my current girlfriend i felt that maybe this person i should have been together and i felt very strongly about it uh and this could be definitely a different episode about regrets in life uh maybe that should be our season finale then uh but um the, the the dream was i was in my normal office attire you know i was in a suit it's like i came from work you know i had like a, a scarf around my neck because feeding britain now, but we're in a fucking tropical country uh, <laughs> what can dream we can dream right uh but yeah, we were just walking in the area and we were just laughing about whatever, like, you know, there's a joke that was said. I don't even remember the fucking joke, but I remember the experience. I remember the feeling mm-hmm. of being so happy. And that was it, you know, that was the dream. Mm-hmm. Walking with the person at the end, she and I looked at each other and I said, Let, let's go grab dinner. And she's like, yeah. Then when I woke up the next day, you know, I felt sad for the first 10 minutes after I woke up, but then I said to myself that it didn't work out because we were just two different people. So based on your experience, both um, Danny and Selena, uh, how powerful our dreams like the meaning of the dreams we get when we sleep not the dreams we have in life but like the dreams of when you close your eyes and you're resting for your eight hours six hours or whatever amount of hours of sleep how powerful are they when it comes to um analysis in your life and let's start with that first i think when it comes to dreams because it's very very personal and even if tingnan mo sa YouTube, Google, what the meanings are, sometimes it doesn't resonate with you. Again, it's it's kind of it, it. Yeah, you cannot generalize now. Oh, you know, this like seeing snakes equals yayamin ka. But again, it's kind of like how readings are. It what resonates with you, and leave what doesn't. 
And I feel like dreams are influenced by our desires, our wants or needs. Sometimes we want to cling on to something, cling on to a memory, a feeling, a person. And oftentimes, we cannot really explain what dreams are. Because even science cannot understand what dreams are, basically. How it comes to fruition. How, how, why, why do it? Also, why do we sleep? question. But again, I feel like there are things that I feel like we do cling to. And the only place wherein we can get to experience something again or where we can fantasize is through dreaming. And it, let me, it reminds me of the Cinderella song, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. So it's basically you trying to relive something. Even I do that. Like, what if... I um if I ha- want to change something about my past, if I wanted to dream something about it, like the intention of I want this to happen. Even if I guess dreams don't really need to happen while you're asleep. Sometimes you can just daydream. <laughs> it's basically it. You imagine things to happen. And I feel like we don't permit ourselves to daydream a lot. Because we see it as idle time. It, it's not productive or whatever. But the only time we let go fully is when we sleep and we actually just let ourselves experience what we're trying to put at the back of our heads or at the back of our minds. But the thing is, again, dreams are a reflection of what's here or what's at the back of the mind. And... It's so sad because we as people, our minds are so powerful that it makes things feel so real. That we, when we wake up, it's as if we're in another universe or an alternate reality. And who's to say that dreams aren't you? I mean, aren't a gateway to experiencing an alternate reality that has been happening in like. What if you're actually dreaming and living your life in that alternate reality whenever you sleep or whenever you tap into that dream realm, diba? So I feel like it, it, it has so many factors that you cannot really pinpoint it talaga because it's all individual. But the only thing that you can guarantee is that people like talking about it. Talking about it is a way for you to understand whether or not I mean to understand where you're coming from also you know you're not crazy for talking about it you just want to have that reassurance that it's okay to think about those things and when you the more you talk about it the more you understand where you're coming from and the clarity of why that happened to you like why that dream happened because from your experience, I feel like it was more of like wishful thinking, what if? But it's not really something you would act upon or if you wanted to act upon it, it was more of a choice thing. Like if you pursue it, maybe it can happen. It's all about what ifs and possibilities at the end. 
How about you, um, Selena? And damn, Danny. Um, but yeah, go ahead. What? What you damn! Oh my God, am I? What? But really, though, yeah, it's something similar to what Danny said because culturally speaking, the human nature is to really making sense of everything. That's why we have science. That's why we have the arts. Because we are trying to make sense of everything, trying to make meanings out of these things, right? Like, it's it's not just something that is, uh, like, something that's unique to a person. It's really something that is in the human nature to try and attempt to understand the dreams that we have. But like what Danny said, each dream is so unique each person because it's so personal right because you can have as many uh research or dream interpretations and uh in videos and whatnot even if you have a reading with me you still have to take what resonates and leave what doesn't because it's only you who can actually find solace or like find comfort in what meaning suits you Right? Like if like let's say for example let's let's use your example, Paolo, the dream about about the the woman, right? About Danny, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like but you yourself you have this vague understanding, even though it's a lot of confusing imagery in your head, you know to yourself that it's regret and just kind of you feel sad because you know in the reality that we have you cannot be with each other but at least in that moment that you had in that dream you were together and you were happy and that should be enough for you right i guess no it's not about <laughs> no, no 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 it's just more about actually you know it took me a year to really analyze the dream i just see it as giving myself closure. not really closure but giving myself the chance to have seen what could have been but in reality i know it would never have been mm. so whether that's closure or whatever you know I, i'm the type of person that i would consider myself that i i look at reality right i'm not one of those daydreamers where like san and lang si danny looks past my beer belly and just gives me a chance or whatever right it's more about you know it is what it is and there are many reasons why it cannot be and i learned to let it go to live my life and you know just pursue my own pursuit of happiness in that sense so i don't know if that makes sense but something it does you don't have to explain why you're doing you did what you did and what you experienced. It's it's all a personal journey, and who are we to actually judge your journey, deva? That's basically but, it. But I understand what Paolo is saying that he doesn't let his dreams, like the images that he saw, he doesn't let it stop him from leave from living his life. You know, mm-hmm. living the reality yeah. that he's in, he doesn't dwell on it. It does not do well to, uh, it does not do well to dwell on dreams yeah, that yeah, we I cannot see. have. 
I mean, it's nice, but it's not VR. It's, it's not, not real. Wow. So from a spiritual aspect, we got to the Hugot aspect of this. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I'd like to thank both Danny and Selena for being here. Uh, I don't want to keep you guys anymore because we'll be reaching three hours soon. And I think Spotify is going to kill me. But this. Um, let's do some last um, words from Danny and Selena about the topic, not in life. Um, for you, Danny, first, whether it's yeah. shadow reading, energy reading, dream analysis, or whatever, what's ad- what's advice you would give people about all of these things? Hmm, yan. <laughs> well, for me, what came into mind is more of just tuning into yourself. I know that's very woo-woo, like, oh, how do you tune into yourself? It's very, it's again, it's a very personal journey. You cannot, you cannot generalize now. Oh, you have to go to to tarot reading in order to get into it. Sometimes the urge is just there, like listening within. Like one one thing I realized, it's always about listening to one's intuition, the little voices inside your head. That's where you start. It's kind of like how listening to the body is one way to actually acknowledge um, whatever is inside you. Like, um, I guess this is this is one practice I do in in everything in kink or whatever in my everyday life. Your body is your telltale sign when something is right or wrong. Like. Um, when you feel tense, when someone asks you a question like, is it okay to see you tonight? And then your body feels tense, then it's your intuition telling you something might go wrong. This might not be for you. And most of the time, we forget to acknowledge that part of us. Because again, we're trained to be logical beings. But to be honest, we are beings with, this, with a sixth sense. With the intuition and it's one way to it's it's one of the best tools to navigate through life to be honest to tune into one's intuition and have it be one of your guides in terms of going through life's journey because a lot of the times we end up thinking so logically that we forget to take care of ourselves in the process. When the body is like screaming, no, 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 butterflies inside your stomach. I somebody is like I think it's Halsey who said it. When somebody gives you butterflies, somebody you love gives you butterflies, it's a red it's a, it's a red flag. Because why are you feeling that way? Like having butter butterflies is a warning saying that this this person isn't good for you. Because what real love is, is finding peace and that tranquility. So it's, it's, I guess it's tuning into that, tuning into the body mind. That's what they say, the body mind. And then just listening within. Like, don't doubt. Sometimes we doubt ourselves so much that we, we often forget that 
the best knowledge is ourselves, like inside of us. And I think that's one of the best advice I can give because I cannot, I can always just say, learn tarot, read books, but before you get into that journey, you have to learn yourself and to tap into that sixth sense, that intuition, that voice within is one of the best tools in order for you to go through life knowing that you're guided by something beyond yourself like your higher self by spirits or guides that will point you to the best direction to where you want to be okay that's not it's a that's like damn danny um how about you selena Mine is a little more simple, really. Um, although I also agree with what Danny said because it's kind of like the gut instinct, right? <laughs> so, yeah. But for me, it's a little more uh, simple in the sense that don't let anyone dictate your beliefs because it's you. It's personal. Like, whatever you want to believe in as long as it's not harming people if you think that it is what keeps you sane if it what's keep it's what's keeping you healthy you know don't let don't let other people impose what is supposed to be what's what's this is something supposed to be or like this is the path for you this is what it's so vague, but it's kind of it's kind of appropriate for so many aspects of your life that you should have your own understanding of what is good for you. You know, it's really just being uh, firm with what you want. And sometimes a lot I know a lot of people will tell me, but I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. But you do. If you don't know what you want, at least you can try the opposite approach and and cancel out what don't you want. What what are the things you don't want? And mm-hmm. kind of navigate from there. Cancel out the things that you are not comfor- comfortable with. So like for me, for example, with with my spiritual beliefs, I know I'm not comfortable with worshiping. I'm not comfortable with the idea of uh, of of higher beings controlling my life i then i i cancel that out and just focus on the things that i am comfortable with and because of that you have to be open as well for yourself it's similar it's actually similar to what danny said it's something that's intuitive it's intuitive that you have to you have to be honest with yourself what is it that you don't want and then what is it that you want and then just really go for it and when it comes to your shadows and your dreams a lot of it is just meaning making a lot of it is just trying to understand what is it that you want and what you don't want and that's why i value introspection so much in any form in being in tarot dreams or even like psychotherapy because it helps you understand you yourself as a person and it helps you to become a better person not just for yourself but for your loved ones as well and for your career and you know just be a, a good citizen or what but 
at the end of the day, it's really something that you have to be honest with yourself. That you you shouldn't let anyone tell you that you are invalid. So yeah. Wow. Um. Damn. How do I end this? So you know, thank you again to both Danny and Selena for being here. To our viewers and our listeners, I know this is a very um crash course on everything but you know we'll definitely have a part two in the in the future probably in season three um for both danny and Celine, thank you for being here let's start with danny um why don't you do your plugins because i'm sure a lot of people want to to find you with all your stuff and all Kalat. <laughs> yeah, Kalat. The uh, well, yeah, yeah no um i think for this one i um i would rather just plug them with my facebook i mean i think you can just post that but i also posted my um instagram here lady Danatrix. wow very <laughs> kinky but then like, even if it's my personal account it's still kinky but then barang, if if people just want to reach out regarding random things i'm open naman. you know these are topics that aren't really discussed openly or if they are there's still so much taboo just like sex education too and i feel like these are the things that make life worth living too to learn more about yourself you can expand yourself in many different ways and be knowing oneself in this way enriches life for you and for everyone you touch you know who you touch lives with so Cool. Um, how about you, Selena? So it's your turn to plug in everything. I know you have some things to plug in, so go ahead. Yeah, I have an Instagram for specifically for my spiritual journey. It's Alina Dimawari. So I'm just gonna Alina Dimawari. Yeah, because when when you yeah. told me your IG account, it's like what? How do I? Yeah, it's like, like okay, here it is. Like it's a whole. It's a whole. Uh, Instagram account dedicated for my spiritual journey because uh, I, it started as uh, like a self diary kind of thing, mm. but then it kind of transformed that uh, it kind of grew into this uh, account that really reached out to people and became like tarot services account. But it's still my personal diary for my spiritual journey, the things that I learned my introspections in life i post it there sometimes then if you want to reach out for me to me for film things or you can or like photography and stuff you can check me on my on my main account which is kind of halo halo na so like it's maybe it's Celine. it's easier to it's easier to pronounce <laughs> it's easier to the spell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but again, again, thank you so much, Danny. Thank you for S Selena for being here. Uh, Iglap will be back next week with how random Iglap is. Next, top, next week's uh, topic will be about IT security. My goodness, good luck to me. But yeah, um, it is an interesting topic. Don't get me wrong. But then it's like you know, I'm a I'm a college of liberal arts person. And then I'm going to like college of computer science i think so let's go good luck to me it's gonna be a fun topic don't get me wrong tune in next week 
Thank you, Danny, for being here for like the 15,000th time. Selena, thank you so much for being here. I look forward to our season three episode. Uh, thanks again, everyone. Keep safe. Uh, take care. And we all wear pink. Good night. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>